0: Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging With Apes, and go on over to our website, hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And we are now on Spotify, so you can listen to us on Spotify. All of those of you out there that listen to Spotify, and then all are also on SoundCloud, Apple, Google, all that good stuff. In today's episode, we have four very good topics, four very interesting topics. We're going to kick it off with the Carter Five, Lil Wayne Drops, A long anticipated album, our thoughts, our reactions, what does it mean for rap and this year of great rap albums. We're going to talk about Brett Kavanaugh and the hearings. It's crazy. We're going to go from rap to politics, but we're going to talk about Brett Kavanaugh, the confirmation hearing, what happens next? What are our thoughts of it so far? Kind of wrap that up for you. We're going to get into a little bit of philosophy after that. Televangelism. You've heard about it, even if you don't know exactly what it is, but it's people on TV preaching, telling you to send them money. I saw a John Oliver video about it recently. It kind of sparked some ideas. I sent it over to Rx, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to wrap up with men and their identities outside of their family and whether or not that's a good or bad thing for them. Kicking it off, the Carter 5 your
1: thoughts. Um so far it's better than Yandy. What the fuck happened to Yandy? <laughs> we were waiting on that. But um which
0: was an album by Kanye that he announced that never came out. Yeah.
1: So. And may never come out. Yeah. Who's to say it ever comes out. But what did come out was the Carter 5. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, usually um, it takes me a while to get because I'm not really a big Lil Wayne fan. Like I'm not. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't even put him in my top ten. I don't think you know. So, so because of. Because of that, I kind of just went in. I I will say this though, it took such a long time for the Carter Five to come out because previous. to coming out he had legal problems with his old label and they squared that away after like years and years and years and and now we have the Carter 5 so so that that, that didn't make me anticipate it more um and then also the Carter 4 was not was probably my my least favorite Carter yeah i would say my least favorite so i was like oh, i don't know what to expect come to find out man he could, he could tell some stories. Mona Lisa, that was a great-ass track. Mm-hmm. I felt that a lot, a lot of songs that... Uh, I, I felt this one had a lot more heart... Yeah, definitely did. ...than, than his past projects. And uh, it worked very well with him. Sometimes, maybe to a fault, because I think we were talking about this earlier, about the mom skits... Yeah. ...were a little... I wouldn't say off-putting, but... Maybe, I, I didn't not feel like they tea.
0: had much of a place on the album.
1: Yeah, kind of reminded me of the Black album when uh, yeah. Jay Z's mom would start talking about you know Jay Z,
0: which was crazy because we were talking to somebody that we know and they were saying how they didn't really like that off Jay's album either. Which I never too much cared for it. Like, I didn't yeah. feel like the mom was really saying anything <clears throat> monumental. Like I think yeah. maybe if like they get you know, one of these moms and they're like a little bit more poetic about what they're saying, but it's just them really talking and it's just like, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I guess what did work was some of the tracks again, like they had heart and that kind of showed another side, you know, the side you don't see of Lil Wayne. So with, with that being said, you know, the skits kind of stayed with that theme but like you said, nothing poetic, nothing like, you know, that added to it. Like, for example, the intro, she's just like crying and she's, I love you, Dwayne. And then like you could have just started with don't cry or like make an intro that works with don't cry a little bit yeah. more, you know? So.
0: Or maybe it w- that same idea would have worked if it was just shorter because yeah. it just kind of dragged on. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that and and then also, I mean, the the album was very long. Uh, what twenty three songs? Yeah, I'd say cut it in half, and you have almost damn near a, a perfect album.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like cut it in half, you know.
1: Matter of fact, let's let's leave the intro in there. So I love you, Dwayne. That's number one. Don't cry. Dedicate. I think goes good with the album and the flow of it. Uproar, which was that Swiss beats one. I don't Swiss beats beats sound the same to me. Yeah, you could always
0: tell it's one of his beats and I I don't see him to be very versatile.
1: Yeah. Let it fly with Travis Scott. For the life of me, I don't understand Travis Scott's appeal. Me I, I I really I've tried. I really have tr- I've listened to his projects. I I don't understand it. I
0: I, can't. <laughs> I I was very lost with like the whole craze about Sicko Mode with him and Drake like I just I didn't get why everybody was so crazy about that song.
1: Yeah, I don't understand that either. So so that's kind of like where I was with that song with Wayne. Can't be broken I liked. Yeah. Dark side of the moon was different. Different enough for me to say like okay, maybe you could put that on the track cuz you know,
0: you'll have it, it, Eminem was, singing. It was okay. I just I I didn't find myself very interested in Hearing Lil Wayne or Nicki Minaj sing,
1: yeah, but I'll say you know that's cool, especially since I've never heard. See, cause cause Lil Wayne has tried and attempted to sing, but I've never heard Nick. I didn't even know she could sing, so so that was cool. Whatever, Mona Lisa again, classic. Uh, what about me? I would have skipped that one. Open letter, that was badass. Talking about his like daughter and you know a mm-hmm. little bit more open. Famous. Fantastic song. Yeah, that was amazing. Um I liked it, it, and it's not that it's anything special, but just the the one with with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Dope niggas. Like I thought that was just like Dr. Dre like the beat. That was cool. I w- I don't know if I would I would leave that there. But the beat is so raw that like whatever. You know, that could be a throwaway. Um let me see. After that, you could skip pretty much I actually like Perfect Strangers. I'm not a big fan of Lil Wayne doing uh, the autotune thing. Mm-hmm. I, I can stomach that. I like the, And I like the subject matter. It's a different subject matter. Could have been done a little bit better, but I'll leave that in there. Used to. You liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I and thought then, it was a great. Yeah, let it all work out as outro. So definitely something that if, if you are uh, a hip-hop rap fan, check it out if you haven't already.
0: What's your uh, favorite Lil Wayne album?
1: My favorite Lil Wayne album? I probably would have to say The Carter th- 3. But this might this might con- like contest it pretty well. I would have to give it more time and then see. Because I do feel that he did... The stuff that he did better on this album He did a lot better in this album than in the Carter Three. Yeah. But the Carter Three, what it does have over the Carter Five, which I feel is in my opinion, holds the Carter Five back, is that the Carter Three was very cohesive. Like I had like one or two tracks that I would just throw. Like Yeah. But very a lot more cohesive. It was was
0: well packaged. Very well
1: packaged. So I'll give that to the Carter Three. But overall
0: Even honestly, even the bonus shit on the Carter Three was pretty good
1: yeah yeah let me see as a matter of fact let's see the carter three i'm gonna see if it has the bonus tracks on there where the bonus no this is just a regular one. No. Oh no no yeah the bonus because that the lollipop remix i don't remember prostitute two
0: nah, no see it had it had different versions of of bonus but i'm talking about the one where like it came with like a whole bonus disc and it yeah. was like five additional songs and the songs were, I have
1: them right here. It's, uh, yeah, but see that this is okay. So I'm just going to go over the track list while you look this up. Three Pete, Mr. Carter, Amelie, Got Money, Comfortable, Dr. Carter, Phone Home, I wasn't a fan of. Tie My Hands, Mrs. Officer. Although I wasn't a fan of it, it, it was a pretty, like, popular single people fucked with it yeah let the beat build shoot me down lollipop that shit was like the hottest single that that year uh and then after that i had what lala monster you ain't got nothing don't get it which were more of the forgettable tracks yeah and then the
0: bonus was gossip on me kush love me or hate me and talking about it oh yeah which all all of them were pretty good they're good like i could see why they didn't necessarily make the cut of the album but they were still like for a bonus disc you know what I'm saying it's like you're essentially getting a, a LP complete well packaged and and uh and an EP along with yeah. it like it was I mean you can't beat that so yeah i would have to uh say that the Carter 3 is my favorite Lil Wayne album also this does give it a run for its money because i agree totally with your assessment that what he did better on this album he did much better yeah but that was just like all together like looking at the whole project put together uh better I will say he <clears throat> he rapped more skillful on this album yes. on the card five which is interesting because I really thought that he wouldn't have cuz honestly I really felt like with like hearing him you know like hearing about him like having seizures from like the lean and all the shit that he's on the drugs and all that I really thought like his brain would kind of be like halfway rotted where he <laughs> m- wouldn't even No honestly like <laughs> yeah, you're I... laughing but I honestly I really felt like it would be like to a point where he might not be able to keep up that level of skill set and not only did he keep it up but he seemed to have surpassed it you know yeah. what i'm saying because i felt like on the carter three he didn't rap that skilled i felt like it was just mostly like very good songwriting like the songs were written well but i didn't yeah. it wasn't anything like overly skillful yeah this album like this he had some good songwriting and some skilled rapping which you know, you don't really get from a lot of rappers. Like, like no. for instance, like you get Jay Z, not like the most skilled rapper, but a good songwriter. Yeah. Kanye, good songwriter, definitely not very skilled. No. Uh, Eminem, he's one of the few that's like you get good songwriting and skilled rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: that's very. skilled.
0: So um, that was that was pretty. Um, I would say pretty pretty refreshing.
1: Yeah, but Lil Wayne is notorious sometimes, and this. Uh, and you made a good point, but sometimes it's just like you're rhyming the same word for a whole verse. Come on, man. Like that, And that's what kind of throws me off about him and what, why, he's, you know, lyrically, I can't put him up there with the best. You know, like with the, but but. I mean, and I'm not saying because Jay-Z does that too jay-z does do that too but again jay-z accompanies that with great writing mm-hmm. and then you brought up your point was and mona lisa he does that a couple times but mona lisa was so intriguing and like yeah. you're so into the story and that shit like i look you look past that and-
0: but but there's times where it does work though like, yeah. like repeating yourself does work and i think you're being you're exaggerating a little bit when you're saying a whole verse you know what i'm saying
1: no he does that on, on one of these songs i think he, he has a whole verse where he's just like, I mean, almost the same word. I think it's line on the line. I'm going to be on the line. I'm doing lines. Get the line. I'm like, what the fuck? You something else. I forgot what song it was. I don't remember that shit at all. Yeah. You were high. You were <laughs> off your mind. And I'm saying, yeah. It's like, so that kind of throws me off a little bit. Like I said,
0: but like I was saying like yeah. in Mona Lisa, there's a, the occurrences where he repeats himself or uses the same word and rhymes it the same word over again.
1: Yeah, but it's not like no whole verse. No, no, that one, that one's not a whole verse. And even then, like, see, because storytelling, it's different. Because, like, for example, um, what what song was it that that we did? Um, I can't think of the name, the Chicago one. All black everything. All black everything. I have like a line or two where where like I rhyme the same word, but because it's a story that's being told, it works. Yeah. But 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 crazy like crazy ass story. Yeah. And if you guys haven't checked it out, go to our SoundCloud. All black everything. A story about Chicago. But um, but the thing is, is like when when you're not when you're just having fun with it, then it's like okay, well. When I, I find
0: that when it's when you're rhyming the same thing over and over again, if you're doing it in a like up tempo, lighthearted way, it does come off as lazy. But when, when it, it's cohesive with like a story or it's darker or the subject matter is a little bit more serious, then it doesn't come off like that. It comes off as okay, well, the, you know, there's something is trying to be established. Maybe for emphasis, or you know, some other reason.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, he could get away with it a little bit because his delivery is so uh, catchy. It's like a very, yeah, distinguished. You know, like you could tell it's a little Wayne. Which so which he is away it's, with it. It. it's
0: funny that you mentioned delivery because that's the other thing. He's a very sloppy rapper. Yeah, but like it works. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. for him, it, it works, but very sloppy. But there's instances on this where I wouldn't say that it's like polished and, and totally polished and clean, but it's a lot more polished and clean than I think we're used to from Lil Wayne. Yeah. Because uh, he is. And, and I would say that's like one of his calls to fame is like how he's been able to be so successful and, you know, make good records consistently and be so sloppy, yeah. And should... actually, I use the word consistently, kind of loosely, because let me let me be clear on this. There, Lil Wayne has made a lot of trash. Yes, he has. There's like a lot of shit that's just like fucking awful. But you know, in the grand scheme of rappers, he's definitely one of the better ones.
1: Yeah, yeah. But but the sloppiness, I mean. And that—that's what at first I just couldn't get with. Like, I'm—you know—everyone, everyone that I've listened to growing up, they're just so much more refined. Mm-hmm. Whereas him, he's just kind of go with the flow. Whatever comes to my mind, I'm gonna just put it, whether whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see him more polished on this one. I mean, the outro, I loved it. Famous, I loved Famous. Used to, used to, like, that was just a cool song. Mona Lisa, his delivery was different. His voice was different, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, hopefully, if, if, if he has any future projects, he even kind of polishes, polishes it up a little bit and can, and can outdo this album. But definitely worth a listen if you're a hip hop head. I mean, I would say, well actually, yeah, because we, we we got something in the works, but yeah, we kind of were talking about what our five best albums were of the year. Mm-hmm. This was definitely considered one of them.
0: Yeah, I can agree. So segueing into Brett Kavanaugh, the hearings, the confirmation, the line of questioning, the accusations. So much, so crazy. Probably the craziest Supreme Court confirmation in history, I'd imagine. Yeah. Just like with the chaos, the back and forth, the Republicans, the Democrats.
1: It's fucking nuts. What do you
0: th- think happens from here? Or like, I'm, let me rephrase. What would you like to see happen from this point?
1: I mean... I th- well we went over it last last week as far as what what we thought it was and I'm pretty an onslaught yeah an onslaught <clears throat> and then and then there was a Republican that was uh <laughs> that was asked <clears throat> what he thought about the whole thing and I think it pretty much sums it up for me as far as what it is and then what I want it to be we'll see from there but <clears throat> this is the this is the quote this entire thing makes me want to heave. It could be a series on Netflix. We could call it As a Stomach Turns. If you think <laughs> this is a search for the truth, you probably ought to put the the bong. Or oh, put down the bong. It's not a search for the truth, he said, just win, baby, at any cost. That's what this thing has turned into. And yes, that's basically what this is summed up, but but the thing is this though. And you brought up a good point earlier when we were talking about it was Republicans did play that game with with Obama. I mean let's well the game of the game buying of buying time. Yeah, buying time. Which is, you know, it's I would say it's uh, it's pretty it's, it's a pretty I would I don't even want to say it's a nasty tactic, but it it's a little disrespectful,
0: I would say. Yeah, it, it's yeah.
1: disrespectful. And um I wouldn't say nasty. This is nasty. Yeah, this is like because this
0: lacks all morality, like like what yeah. the Republicans did. I compare what they're doing, like what the Democrats and what the Republicans did, in terms of buying time. Like it's a similar tactic, but the extent of it is one where it's like you're kind of just using a loophole, and then this is just like you're like you just lack total morality. You know what I'm saying like you're willing to yeah to to just destroy and assassinate somebody's
1: character. Yeah. And and I would say that if that's the route you want to take, well then clear him and then resume your investigation. Let's see what you find because I I just doubt that you're going to find anything. Like let's be realistic here. <clears throat> We haven't found out who the fuck kills fifty-eight people in Texas. Was it in Texas, with the with the guy the, the shot with the machine gun from the hotel, Las Vegas, Las Vegas? What do you mean we know who did that? No, I, I'm not saying or like the motive. Oh yeah, yeah, like the mo. Like we know he did it, but then it's like all these extra, thi- like we don't know. Yeah,
0: what... yeah, that that is true. Like the motive is still very much a mystery. Yeah,
1: like what what, what happened? Like what, what? So you we can't even find that out. You think we're going to find out what happened in the 80s or fucking yeah, 70s? some
0: high school party that nobody remembers. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't born yesterday. Like, come on.
1: I was born at night, <laughs> not last night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm I'm not dumb. Like, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to buy time. I'd be hard-pressed to believe that I, they're going to find anything, but whatever. Like, let's respect the quote-unquote victims. Open an investigation, Which which, I mean... Everyone is pretty much in unison. Even Trump is all right. If you guys want to do an investigation, do an investigation. But I believe that you're right, ruining but, this
0: man's life. Right. And if you want to do an investigation, that's fine. But what does that have to do with stopping this process?
1: Yeah, and, and that's and to me, it's the timing behind it all. Absolutely. So what I, I would like to see is just you know, can we can we meet somewhere where it's fair? Like, for, 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 because I don't care. And, and I don't care if it's. We could replace Kavanaugh with Garland and it'd still be shitty. Yeah. It's yeah, shitty yeah, as fuck. Yeah, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I would
0: be wrong either way. You're I, yeah, I don't care what judge, what, like. Well, that's what, that's what one of the, the senators was saying. He's like, he, when, when, uh, uh, Obama's pick, Sotomayor was, was getting confirmed, he was saying how he didn't agree with her on a lot of stuff, but he would never think to do something like this to her. It's just, it's fucking ugly. It's dirty as fuck. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely that uh, if, even if it was Mary Garland, it would be wrong.
1: Yeah. And I think this is more so just like you haven't been able to stop the Trump train. So like we go back to the time he got nominated to now you've had a hard time stopping, stopping, stopping him really like, in any which way possible uh, The media is pretty, pretty biased towards him Like he's been treated pretty unfairly um, It's not stopping him
0: What are your thoughts on the Twitter hashtag And the, the movement <laughs> Believe Women?
1: Oh man Thank God you mentioned that Believe Women Like what do you Believe Victims Nah
0: is it Believe Victims? No no, like no believe, it's believe
1: Women, women. Yeah. It's Believe Women I'm just saying, believe it. Like, yeah, I'll believe you. Give me proof. That's all I'm asking for. Just believe them. Just you believe have them.
0: Faith, you gotta have faith.
1: Yeah, no, nah, yeah. hell no. Like, and that to me, that's the thing. Like, that's the. And and, and you go on Twitter and then you look at that. Say, oh well, you just gotta believe women because women like, no, no, I'm not gonna believe them. I'm gonna I'm gonna believe what's true. If they were assaulted. And these allegations are true, then yes, I do believe you. And 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 if there's the proof,
0: but but what do you do in a situation like this where the allegations are essentially all but unprovable? Like, I mean, how are how is it? You know what I'm saying? What? How are they going to prove this?
1: <laughs> and that's and that's the thing to me. Like, uh, until you come with proof, I don't believe you, and I won't believe you and nor do I suggest that people should even consider. I'm saying believing. but then
0: but then what I get what you're saying but then the some somebody's logic could be well then how why do you believe him cuz he hasn't proven anything either. He yeah. hasn't proven that he didn't.
1: Believe it or not from what I've seen so far he has a lot more proof than she does like journals this is not he's provided She's hazy on the dates. She doesn't know where exactly it was, so right off the bat, you make me believe him more. Like, like based off of how sure you are, and and knowing your dates, and then if you don't know the dates, you've already turned. Like, you know what I'm saying? You've turned in the your 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 uh, what is it? Memoirs or journals or whatever that you had during that time. So like, the assertiveness of how sure he is, as opposed to when they they're asking her she's she's hazy on everything. You would think that if it was such a traumatizing event and you'd know the dates, the times, the people, the...
0: But then there's some people that say when they experience trauma, they actually, like, you know, forget or black out. And assertiveness could be more of, like, a character trait, ver- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus, like, being truthful, you might just have, like, assertive characteristics. <laughs> yeah. So Should have for-
1: probably tried to be truthful 30 years before. For this. Well, and and that's yeah. and and
0: that's where where my argument comes in. Yeah, is is right there. Is because we live in a country where the rule of law is you're innocent until proven guilty. That is why I lean more sort towards okay. It's not on. It's not his job to prove his innocence. It's your job to prove his guilt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not the one saying and, like, making allegations. You are. Yeah. So it is. It's on you. And, and that should serve as a reminder to any women that, like, might be in a questionable situation where you're not sure if you should go to the authorities or not, like, whatever the case. If you're sure, like, an assault took place or whatever... It's kind of like your duty to go, because the thing is, if you let time and time pass, you really do kill your own credibility. Yeah. If if something really did take place and, it, and you make the situation harder to prove because you get, you know, like you were saying, the dates get hazy. The memory gets faulty and people will always ask, well, like, why now, you know? Because yeah. why like, exactly like with this, why now, especially now, uh, out of all times, you know?
1: Yeah, because, see, the thing that kills me is, is, and that's why I was kind of el- alluding to with the Trump thing, is like you've tried every avenue and you can't. So if you've, if you've noticed how, how th- this was kind of like the last big decision he's made as far as like a nominee or anything, mm-hmm. it's been totally silent with him. When it comes to media When it comes to
0: So it's like Right nobody's talking about that Paul Manafort or Yeah Or or his lawyer or None of that Yeah that Kanye Daniels I mean
1: Kanye West went on a rant on SNL And that didn't really Like you know it made headlines You know naturally But like It wasn't the same It wasn't the same Mm -hmm. Energy It was oh yeah there's Kanye again Saying this shit You know He has a, a MAGA hat on fucking, and then Trump tweeted about it and that was it, you know, like, you're not seeing the same energy mm-hmm. so then it makes me feel like, okay, now you're switching tactics, okay, like, like, we're gonna have to play it a little bit dirtier and again, I could be wrong, but it's just the timing is so <laughs> it, it makes you think, like, you know and, and, then, and then you get some of the tweets too, like, like the way some of the I and I hate when when famous people and all these like artists, like or, or or actors or whatever, they'll tweet and like with no understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And then and then obviously this kind of sparked the whole like oh, women are need to be more empowered now and and this this and that. And this was a tweet by uh, Whitney Cummings, which is a comedian, female comedian. And this is what she said: I'm hearing a lot of. <clears throat> I'm hearing a lot of so men are just supposed to be scared of women now. I mean, is that what needs to happen for you to be cool to us? Maybe we've been scared of you for like six thousand years. You'll get used to it after a while. Fucking
0: horrible shit. Ugly. Yeah,
1: and to me, like, like you know, maybe people could skip through through that and be like, oh yeah, you, whatever, yeah, women's empowerment. But if you break that down psychologically, that just screams like jealousy, really. Yeah. And it's, like, it's it's nasty, and and that's what you don't want to see, like. And then
0: nasty and, and, to be quite honest, unrealistic, like, if you're around men that you think are such, like, predators and just awful human beings that you have, like, gone through your life fearful of them, then you've just been in a bad environment. Yeah. Like, where did you grow up? In a fucking
1: all-men's prison? Like, where did you grow up? (laughs) Yeah. You know, honestly. We've had music videos with, you know, female models. We've been courteous. We've been, you know, they felt comfortable. We gave them a ride to wherever they needed to. We were as... as, And professionally. Yeah, professional and generally as we could possibly be. You know what I'm saying? Like, who are you hanging and, and, around? And
0: so 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 decent with them that they have been like, Oh, you know what? If you ever need something with more girls, like we yeah. we got you, like I got friends and this and that. Because it's just like, oh, okay, these are like this is smooth. Like this is not this is not anything foul or or, or uncomfortable or 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 these guys are not predators. But my thing is at some like, if you're a child, you have no control. But if you're an adult woman, you kind of control like what environment you're in. So I mean, why why aren't you doing a better job of dictating that? Where you don't feel like you're you have to be scared of men all the time, or is that just you know? Are you just saying that shit for shock value, and you don't really feel like that? You know, because it's one or the other. Either you really feel like that, and like you're just you just got to be hanging around in like some really awful places or you don't really feel like that. But it's, you know, the cool thing to say nowadays, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then again, it's like the timing, the agenda. I just got a Time magazine in the mail. The title was that all men are created equal. And then in between men and are, there's like a little like the little upward V. Mm-hmm. you know like the, the add-on and it says and women so basically it says that, that all men and women are 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 created equal and it's like you are equal you could do whatever you want to do you could be in whichever field you want to be in there's no one stopping you nor so nor nor anybody should like nor anybody should but again it's like all these, all these. It just seems to me like a lot of this stuff, when it comes to to women right now, it's a lot of more so an agenda, mm-hmm. and then and 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 it's just there's something behind it, you know, like the Kavanaugh thing. I feel okay. You're just trying to stop him. You're trying to slow down the process. Then the believe women th- thing, like that, that's just unrealistic, and it's like, well, no. I don't believe anybody really. I don't believe men, women or children until they tell me, give me something worth believing in. And um and then you have like these articles like in, in the time magazine where where they're really talking about other countries and how like men are much more comfortable being, you know, the guys that are kind of you know, letting the women do whatever whatever it is that, that they want, which I mean, I've seen that here in the United States. It's different between different couples. But in this country, you could do whatever you want. There's different dynamics and different relationships.
0: Yeah, and, and it's like here, they're trying to perpetuate that shit. Like, if it's something that just naturally occurs, like, you know, the woman is more assertive or she makes more money and, like, it just makes more sense for the guy to stay home, whatever the case. All right, that's fine, whatever. That's their situation. But it just seems... Like, this is agenda driven. Like, they want it to be that way. Yeah. Even when, if, even if and when it's not feasible for it to be that way. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the, that's the issue is like you're trying to force a situation. And no, if that's the situation, that's the situation for those particular people. Some women work, some women don't work, some women don't work and their guy barely works and they're broke as fuck some women don't work but but they don't have to because their guy makes a lot of money so they're you know that's not the situation some couples work equally you know like everybody's dynamic is different but to perpetuate the situation of oh men it's time for men to take the passenger seat it's time for men to take the back seat and women are like why like what like why can't men just do what they've been doing and women do what they've been doing or what they want to do. And then in the dynamic of a relationship, let the chips fall where they
1: may. Yeah. Which is a natural occurrence. But I think then also, like, if you look at it on a, on a political level, when you look at it that way, it's a little too logical, which means that you can't control people or yeah. pit people against each other. So, like, what's logical or what makes better sense means that people will kind of go with that and let let outside influence not influence as, as much Absolutely. as a, as opposed to when you do get when you do get something where it's more so emotion based and you row people up and and it has to do with kind of selling them a dream and really it's just like you you're playing mental games with people then that's when you kind of divide and you conquer and you're able to create a problem which keeps people in power really
0: which is great what you just said divide and conquer divide people and you keep people in and those in power stay in power is a perfect segue into the next topic about televangelism because you said something you said divide and conquer put people against each other and then those in power stay in power and that's essentially what A lot of like the these like kind of corrupt televangelists do Mm -hmm. but before we get into a little bit of a backstory um i was recently on youtube and i saw this video by john oliver which i'm not a huge john oliver fan because obviously like politically he's very biased and one-sided which is so funny because we were just talking about the brett kavanaugh situation and he did a video breakdown segment of that situation. And he was like totally left and biased and illogical about it. But then in his breakdown segment of televangelism, he's a lot more logical, a lot more witty, a lot of, lot of satire, like just all around good writing. And this is, this is just objectively speaking. And I think John Oliver's strength is when he tackles subjects that are not necessarily political i'm not saying that he can't like i mean it's a free country do what you will but i find him to be better and more entertaining and more informative when it's not political like when it because there's no agenda it's just yeah good reporting essentially
1: that video was very informative the one you sent me about him breaking that down yeah
0: and it's funny because about good reporting it's interesting because I I recently we rewatched Spotlight. Have you seen Spotlight?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Phenomenal movie. Actually yes. like in rewatching it, I was like this is probably in like my top 15 movies of all time. Like that oh, like I could argue that it's that movie is crazy good. Like yeah. And for anybody who hasn't seen Spotlight, if you get an opportunity, watch it. I know it was on Netflix a while ago, but I don't think it's on there anymore. But essentially, it's about the it's a true story. It's about the Boston Globe team that broke the story of all of the uh child sexual abuse in the Catholic Church in Boston, and then kind of from there a bunch of other stuff got uncovered and and like you know different allegations in different cities and and stuff like that. And and it's funny because like you see like the depth of the reporting that they went to and you know them them you know and even how like as they were breaking down the story and they were getting into it then 9/11 happened and then they had to like take a pause from that that uh, report to like focus on 9/11 and all that. It's really like in-depth and awesome. But I just brought that up because, you know, in terms of, like, good reporting and stuff like that. And it's it's a good movie, like, if you want to get an idea of what that consists of. But also, what was great about that movie and the Boston Globe article, because after I saw the movie, I actually took the time to read the article that they produced. Yeah. To see, like, you know, what it actually said and everything like that. What's interesting about that is it wasn't politically biased either because there's a lot of people that speak out against churches because it's kind of like a political bias yeah or or like uh or like uh if it's not a political bias it's like a spiritual bias like oh you know atheism like the church is bad and all of that but no this was just them looking into this and saying yo like this is wrong yeah this is this is crazy and it's crazy for how many years this has gone on, and that's essentially like the the feeling that I got from John Oliver's segment about televangelism.
1: And like how, genuine concern,
0: like a genuine concern for the people that may be, if you will, victims of this, because
1: and not an overreach, because you know Bill Maher kind of reaches a little bit, well, a lot, because you'll look at the ridiculous side of. Of religion, yeah. Whereas him, he was focused on that because it is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. And how these people say, oh, well, you know, if you you send money, you get this, and God will bless you, and just making all of these, like, just crazy claims. Wh- what are your thoughts about that, like, when, when you see stuff like that?
1: I, I think it's messed up because you're praying on the week, Like, because I, I just actually saw... The what's like a do, it's a documentary on the Manson, on the Manson family, mm-hmm. and you know it breaks down like how he how he got them, and and a lot of it when you look at like Scientology, or this stuff, or even with, with with Charles Manson, like you saw that like you're preying on the weak, and 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 then you get them to the mode where they start doing shit that like it's not really it's detrimental to them. You know,
0: do you think people like that specifically prey on the week or they prey on everybody and it's just the week that flock to them? Or do they have like a, a specific script that they know is tailored like for the week and they you know what I'm
1: saying? I think that the more like the Charles Manson side of things or like the Heaven's Gate, I think you have to be a lot pickier because you'll Fuck up the operation Like
0: If you try to grab everybody yeah. yeah
1: Yeah Like so So them They're forced to Whereas like The More I, The more mainstream The, the Leo Like the, the like, like, like the The, the prosperity mm-hmm. Guys Or whatever When it comes to religion And stuff like that They're more They're trying to get Whatever they can mm-hmm. So they'll say it They got You know They got the money I mean some of the shit That he He was <laughs> He was Showing, I've never even seen where like the dude was talking about his private plane. Yeah. and then and then not only that, like he's preaching. He's like, yeah. And I know some of you guys are jealous. I could feel the jealousy in the room. I'm like, damn. Like,
0: what? <laughs> and then do uh, you? Uh, John Oliver said it sounded like the the beginning of a Rick Ross song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it did. He's like, he's like <laughs> that. That shit made me laugh so hard. He's like that. That that's less religion and more like a ri- like the beginning of a Rick Ross song, and it's true. Like you're you're over here saying that you're stunning and and you got haters. Like basically, that's what you're saying. Like what is wrong with you? <laughs> and, and see, with them, they have no shame. They have no shame, and, and 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 you 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 get away with it. That's how Scientology started. You know, new religion, the same tactics.
0: I I remember this was years ago. I was uh in a relationship with this girl and, and she was a, a church fanatic and I remember like that was pretty much the cause of most of our arguments is like her always like wanting to be in church. So much to the point where like she wouldn't like get a job that interfered with the church schedule and but yet money was always an issue and, and stuff like that. And I remember one time going with her and really not because I wanted to, just more or less to, like, get her off my fucking back. Yeah. And I went, and it was a Sunday, and there was the the regular pastor that was there, and he was, like, a cool dude. It was funny, because, like, after that, like, I ended up finding out that, like, that church was, like, shrouded in scandal. Like, dude, the pastor was, like, fucking somebody in the congregation and all. Obviously, I didn't care enough to even, like, know or find out about that stuff, but... Somebody that I knew later on, like, a few years later, they had, like, told me about all that shit. Yeah. But um, while I was there that day, the regular pastor was there, but then there was somebody else that was there that, like, gave, like, a little sermon. And essentially, the one the pastor gave his first part of the sermon, he had the people, like, do their little donations or their tithings or whatever. Yeah. And now, granted, this was a church in a very like poor neighborhood of the city. And the people there didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. So you're not helping them by telling them to give what little they have yeah. to the church already to begin with. But then you got this guy that you have up there that his whole sermon is about giving more. And then like they actually started up another offering collection. And I was like... And normally when I go to a church, I always give something. I don't give 10% of my earnings. Like they said, that's fucking insane to me. In my estimate, I think that's crazy. But if I'm there, like if I have like a 5 or 10 in my pocket, yeah, here, help you keep the lights on, whatever. Yeah. But but that was the extent of it. But now this dude is up there saying, oh, for people to give more. And I'm like, well, I'm not. But all these people started like dancing and cheering and giving more, giving the little they had and stuff like that. I seen a lady pull out like $200 out of her fucking purse. And like she was saying, like she was like praying with it in her hand and saying, Lord, I know this is all I got. This was all I had to give me through the week, but I know you're going to take care of me. Like just throw it in there. And like just off of like what this dude is saying. Yeah. So what's funny is I was like, this is interesting. And I got to remember the guy's name. So... Like, what was routine at that church is, like, after the sermon, the pastor would go to, like, the door that everybody would exit through. And, like, he would, like, shake hands with people as they left. So, as I was going through, I shook his hand. And I asked him, what's that guy's name? And I asked him kind of in, like, in a, in 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 a not the most honest way. I, I asked him, like, seeming like I was interested. But yeah. I just wanted to know the guy's name because I wanted to, like, look dude up. Yeah. I was like, what's that guy's name? He was pretty good. And then he was like, "Oh, so and so, whatever." So yeah. later on that day, I looked dude up, and that dude, like, that's what his j- a job is pretty much. Churches hire him to go, and like, I guess whatever it is in his sermon, it convinces people to like give more money. Like that's what he does. Yeah, that's his thing. Is like, oh, like you're like a con man, like more or less. You know, like, yeah. you're just going around saying whatever you got to say to get people to <laughs> give you more money. So like, yeah. let's say. Let's say, like, for a Sunday, his price is like a thousand dollars. But let's say he fucking brings in every Sunday, depending on the church, like three to four extra thousand dollars. It's like, oh well, for the church, it's worth it. Yeah. Because even even if he brings in three extra three thousand extra dollars, all right, here's a thousand for you. We got a two thousand extra dollars. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just so crazy the level of manipulation it goes to. And the reason I wanted to bring this whole topic up. Is because for the people that are on the fence about spirituality or about God or whatever the case, I believe in God and I consider myself a spiritual person. But don't make the mistake of confusing this and these tactics with God because the two are totally separate things. Because a lot of times I hear atheists and they make arguments and they bring up shit like this. And in this regard, I'm totally on their side. This shit is wrong. But why are you associating this crazy shit with God? Like, I don't mean, think yeah. God has anything to do with this.
1: They get lost, I think, because of the, the, they're really what it is. They're, they they want something to believe in. You know, like mm-hmm. if you look at it, like, oh, I wanna, I wanna, I wants, I want, I want it to matter. Whatever I do, I want it to matter. I want it to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to be blessed. I want to live a, 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 you know. And and in doing that, it's like you're not really looking at it in a very realistic way, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're this has no like you said this has no bearings on your relationship with God, no, and living a better life. And, and
0: and it's sad because you know in in John Oliver's segment he was talking about cases where people have bought into some of these messages so much to the point where. They wouldn't get medical treatment because they just kept giving money to these, sending money into these televangelists, yeah. hoping that it would cure. Because that's essentially what they're alluding to—that oh, you, this is where the healing will come from—and not, yeah. you know, come on, like this is that's wrong. Like, how could you sleep at night? Yeah. You know, like. Because you're not going to get me with that shit. Yeah. And yeah. they're not going to get you. But if there's people, just because there are people that are a little bit more gullible than others doesn't make it right that they, you know, they fall
1: for it. That's true. That's true. And, and and it's too, it's also like, to me, it's like, I look at that and I'm like, man, that could be me. You know, like that could be me. If like, imagine, imagine if like everything was, was like, you were just down on your luck. You're, like, one of those people that you just can't catch a break. You think it could be you, though? I don't... You know, I we say that now because we feel confident, but it's, like, one of those things where, like... But we've both been, like, pretty down
0: on our luck before. I, I don't think, like, either of us would hard. have ever bought into, like... Listen, I've yeah. been I've been down on my luck. Like, I've been... Actually, at the beginning of this year, like... A big, I mean, I was, obviously, it was, like, based on... I made a big investment and, you know all that and, and it ended up being good for me at the beginning of this year i was fucking, like flat broke I, re- I remember like i i owed you money and then like i gave you money and when i paid you yeah. like i i was broke again i was but i was like man i gotta pay my guy because like he held me down but well the, I, I shouldn't say that was down on my luck because like that was based on an investment but i mean i've in the past i've been down on my luck in terms of like not having any money and there really not being any outlook. See, this yeah, was like see, I, I was down on my money but there was outlook. Yeah. But in the past like when I was younger,
1: but see I, in the beginning of the year, that's why like it was weird to me cuz like before every episode, you always wanted to like have like a ritual and like read <laughs> off of the you know, some verses. I was like what's going on here? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I need help. <laughs> I need help. No, that didn't happen. But it would have been weird if it did. And funny too. But no. But yeah, I it's hard. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm reaching, I don't know. I imagine like, like a lot of bad luck. Would it, would it change my mind? Like, would I be like, damn, I gotta, am I doing something wrong? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, see, cause, cause the thing is, it's hard too. Cause like I had parents who like were very involved as far as like they conversate a lot. So they kind of like. Guide you through the bullshit too, you know, like oh, this is dumb, this is dumb, this is dumb. Don't do when, this. When
0: things have been bad for me, or or if I've been down on my luck, as you put it, you know the mode that I get into, and that's why uh, this gets a nomination from me for record of the year. Cutting montage is kind of the mindset that that I approach being down on my luck on, with. It's uh-huh. like, like. You know, Lord, shine your light on me and save me, please. Like, if I can't.
1: Cuddy Montage is the last song, Kid See Ghosts by Kid See Ghosts. And which it's a very is, good which song. Is
0: Kanye West and, and Kid Cuddy. But yeah, like, phenomenal song. But in there, especially like what resonates is Cuddy's verse, like him talking about going through like everything he was going through mentally and the depression and everything, but kind of recognizing that it was just preparing him for like another level of things. Yeah. I've always kind of like prayed with that, like that level of spirituality, like whatever I'm going through, God, I hope it's like preparing me for something better. And thankfully, as I, you know, sit here today and, and speak about it, that's typically have has been the case, but I never like my relationship with, with God was like kind of direct. I never felt like I needed to go yeah. through somebody else's to make that shit happen you know what i'm saying like i never like if in that moment i was down and then somebody just like some guy came in a nice suit talking real jazzy was like oh well you know son you're down on your luck but you know if you give me ten dollars i you know i can make the lord give you a hundred thousand dollars no, you're like I'm good. Right face, I'm good. Like I actually need this ten dollars, <laughs> so like i will like just I hold on them to I I'll, I'll hold on to this. Like <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I don't think that's why I asked you that question. Like would would
1: I, I you don't think that
0: could though. be you? No. You just said you just said I, it, no, I, it could I, be I, you. I,
1: okay, maybe what I'm saying is it's hard because like I don't I don't look like I kind of look at it that way. Like how how, how you're saying like. I'm organic when it comes to that stuff. So like, I don't really, you know, I don't really need. But what I'm saying is, would my perspective have been different had I grown up and was always going to church, and was always, you know, what I'm saying? I'm not saying with the prosperity, prosperity like you know, sermons and all that type of shit. I'm I'm talking about like just on some like regular church shit like mm-hmm. what. Because there is, like, levels to it. Like, for example. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not everybody that goes to church falls for this shit. Yeah,
1: like, I grew up, I grew up, quote, unquote, going to the Catholic church. So, like, you know, that, to me, that's just kind of, it's not, like, super bad. It's a little weird. If you've ever went to, to one of those shit, sounds like. What I would imagine, like the Illuminati, <laughs> like, you know, like you're in there, and they're like, oh, and then they start fucking <laughs> with the hymns and the <laughs> singing, and it's like, and then like it's just the most boring shit ever. So like, whereas it is, it is yeah, fucking whereas fucking if, if if you go like to 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 watch a Baptist preacher, it's like way different, more animated. And then a lot a of lot times, more.
0: a lot of times, the 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 sermons they're they relate more to like real life shit. Like, yeah. because me, like growing up in, in Catholic church, it was always just so like, If you what, do good, what does this have does do to has. do with anything?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And you know what's crazy? I feel like kids really do have like really pure spirits yeah. because I remember being there and like me not liking to be there. And I, I would just give like very antsy and stuff
1: yeah I would just look at the ceiling and oh, this shit is crazy yeah
0: and then, and yes, and then I remember I would always remember like after communion, I would get happy when they would do communion because I knew like after that shit it was like almost over.
1: <laughs> I said, oh decent, they're getting ready for communion. <laughs> this is a great time
0: but but what's funny about it, what's funny about it is then I've been to other churches, even at that age and i enjoyed it like i enjoyed the sermon like it was like more of a fun thing and i was like this is what i imagine god is like i don't like i don't know like i always imagine god like kind of this is going to sound so weird but i always imagine god like kind of one of the guys like
1: yeah yeah
0: just i mean like an all like if one of the guys was like all powerful and like omnipotent <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what i mean like i don't imagine god like like as like this like like
1: strict like kind yeah. of like like it's I, like it's like God is like oh, fuck. Snoop Dogg. Oh Jesus Christ, what the fuck? How
0: how the fuck you, how the fuck do you get that? How does God like meets
1: still? George Bush? No, no, I don't that's not my assessment at all. <laughs> that's what I would like to imagine.
0: Him to be like like I could imagine God maybe like looking like Snoop but I don't
1: think he would behave like him no yeah it'd be more like the you know you have that Snoop Dogg swagger you know like, like I think like uh, yeah well, I what? think well, well, I th- what what what
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I think God would have some swag like
1: fuck, yeah it's hard true.
0: like who can if I could personify
1: hmm I don't we're know we're on to something with Snoop I think so I think so, so.
0: I, I think so.
1: Uh, George Bush, nah. I have to be Snoop in, like the polar opposite of Snoop.
0: I think like, but but somebody that's just like kind of real loose, like this is so crazy. Like we're trying to personify God, but like if I could, I would imagine him. Somebody like real wise, but at the same time real funny. I would oh, yeah. say like close to like how Morgan Freeman is on on uh, on Bruce Almighty, kind of like that. Yeah. But a little like younger, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah,
0: a little bit more swag, like like more urban. You know, it's hard. It's hard to because if you look Lord. at
1: it like like if you look at like Jesus and all his disciples, whatever. Like that's like the gangster shit. It's, like, like, some street motherfuckers. They're just like they some were. Street.
0: They were. Yeah, though, they were street guys. That's what I'm saying like it's like. I
1: mean, they were. I don't think they were gangsters. No, but they no, were, not. like
0: street. Yeah, they
1: were. Yeah, it was just like yeah i'm a whore oh yeah i kill people and rob you know what i'm saying like it was like this is some real shit this is some real shit you know what i'm saying yeah i i mean the way you're saying it sounds <laughs> fucked up though <laughs> yeah I, I don't mean <laughs> it, it is coming off wrong but no, what but i'm saying jesus is did like it's a, some real life shit like this happens like, yeah like real this shit happens
0: like, like it was like jesus and the guys like it wasn't yeah. like you know what i'm saying yeah they weren't like uh they were like the missionaries that like you see riding their bikes and like going house. Nah, no, they weren't like that. They would no, probably No, I'm like, not beat saying there's anything no. wrong with. No, they
1: wouldn't. Have. <laughs> what they the fuck not. is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm upset right now. No, they
0: wouldn't. They would have. They would have fucked with those guys. They but they just would have like they're. they like oh, you know, Lord be with you, and yeah. like, they would have been on their way. But they they would have still been themselves, you know, with with each other.
1: Yeah, they were they were just more. I I think they were just more grounded than than a lot of those. Yeah, like like they'd be a lot more grounded. than Jehovah's witness. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, because they seen some shit. They've seen some shit. Yeah, exactly. They haven't, because they're just knocking on doors. Like so, that's what I'm saying. It's like there's there's a realism to it that the Catholic Church completely went over. Yeah, exactly. Whereas and like
0: like in like like Baptist churches and stuff like that. They have that realism to it, you yeah. know. Like you're gonna deal with real life problems. Not yeah. every problem that you're gonna deal with is like in the Bible, you know.
1: Yeah. This is this has been a crazy
0: narration. People are probably like, "What the hell's going?" On? No, but I thought I thought we broke it down good. It's just like real, like you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like you, that's kind of and 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 plus nobody could tell me that I'm wrong. How for how I envision God, I just envision God like a more yeah. I. I mean, it's it's not even like an individual. It's so weird to like try to personify this like being that's like so. Prob- but if I could, I just imagine him like being like one of the guys. Like he laughs at jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, he'll crack a joke every now and and again. He'll roast you. He'll understand that like you could say something racist, but not really be a <laughs> racist. You know, like I that's that's how I I think God would be. Like I think he would find humor and all that shit.
1: Yeah. It's gonna bother me until we get like a character. Yeah, we're we'll gonna have to work out. on it. But,
0: but yeah, but yeah. Do you think like what's your? You think God would laugh at a racist joke? Yeah, you would.
1: It's lighthearted.
0: Like, I think like if I think like you would crack a racist joke to God, and he would probably be like, "See, when I made him." I was making him, for you motherfuckers, to make that joke, you see? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, you, you got to be able to make fun of that shit. <laughs> and then, like, the dude that we're roasting, it'll be like, well, thanks a lot, God. What's yeah. to you? You know, like, but still knowing that there's nothing malicious, you uh, know? yeah.
1: But, yeah. But... Uh, we always joke around about all this type of shit.
0: But m- moving on to the next, the next and final topic of this episode... Men and having an identity outside of the family, or or the relationship. So I um I recently was told a story uh by my mom about one of her friends that is like going through like a lot of stuff with his wife, and you know she's starting to like move and take the kids with her, and the guy's working three jobs, and it's just a rough situation for him. He's stressed, he's not in the best shape, and. It's just like he's not benefiting himself or really his kids by continuing on the path that he's going on. But in the wife making threats to move with the kids away from him, which my assessment of the situation is, you know, for a time temporarily, or maybe a little bit longer than just temporarily, That might be a good thing for him. Like, I think his stress level might come down. He may not have to work three jobs. He could focus on his health a little bit, kind of become a person. Because, like, if you're working three jobs and you're that stressed out, you can't even really be a person anymore. You have to just be more like a robot, you know? You're (laughs) just kind of just going through life and stuff. But also, in, you know, his response to saying, oh, like, well, what am I going to do without my kids and, and stuff like that? Which is understandable because you love your children and whatnot. It made me start to think. How important is it for a man or a woman, really man and woman to have a life and a personality and an identity outside of their family, their relationship, their wife or their kids or whatever. Now, what I'm not saying is have like another relationship or family outside of your 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 real family what i'm saying is like a an identity like things that you do hobbies a life outside of that 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 where it's it's just like you know your family your relationship is not the end all be all
1: i think it's important i think because especially when raising kids you got to show that side you got to show that side we were just talking about religion and how like I feel like a lot of people, you know, when it comes to that, they just kind of fall by the, well, this is what everyone does. So I'm going to do it too. And I think that that goes hand in hand with this is like you have to, you have to be able to do that because you'll find balance within yourself. And in turn, I think you're able to stomach a lot of things a lot easier you know, because
0: what, what do you mean stomach things easier?
1: Because, you know, like shit is not always going to be gravy, you know, like she's not always going to be smooth. And I feel like when when you're tested, if you're not a very well-rounded person, you're a lot more. You'll crumble a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Right. Because think about it, like we're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with my with my wife and and kids and I stopped hanging out with you guys my friends oh hey i gotta do this oh man i gotta take my kid here oh i gotta you know so i'm so focused on that that like i've lost my friends i've i really don't do anything else like even if like let's say i hang out with friends maybe i i don't even start i don't even do any like i don't have any hobbies for myself or anything that i do for myself so what happens when like your marriage goes to shit or if it goes to shit, not that it, when, as if it's gonna happen, to everybody. But what if it goes to like where, where it's not something that could be fixed?
0: Well, and it it can because, I think, when you're married or you're in a relationship, you have to work to to keep attraction going, and I think that a lot of times men and women fall into traps that are sort of unattractive where. You know, it's just like if you don't have anything to do outside of your relationship, you know, it's just your job and your relationship. Or like you see people on social media, all they post is like, oh, look, we're here. Me and my girlfriend. Oh, look, we're here. Me and my boyfriend. And it's just like, okay, like what what else you got going on? Oh, look, we're here. Me, my wife, and my kids. It's like, that's cool. Like I'm not knocking it, but I think that that can be... a scary thing i don't know when that becomes such a crutch going forward and then and then i don't know like how attractive the woman might see the man if that continues or vice versa but then also it's just like for kids it's just like what what is their their memory of their father or their mother oh like you know my mom never had any friends. She was just always home. She was kind of miserable. My dad never had any friends. He was always home. He was kind of miserable.
1: Yeah. It's just
0: like what you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. What What
0: is life? You know.
1: Would you go as far? And I don't know. Maybe I'm 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 reaching here. But do, would you go as far as to say that men that are more, you know, just a family? D- do you feel like they've in a way been em- like emasculated?
0: no i think it's masculine to like care for your family yeah obviously it is like yeah 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 it you know to to be there and all that and i think sometimes like it's like a man can be overly concerned it says like he might be like one of those types that he's like a, a worrier yeah so it's like, oh, i want to be around and this and that i think it's more of a. The mark you're leaving on the world and a happiness thing. Okay. And how that happiness contributes to the big picture. Yeah. Because, okay, for instance, let's say like a man, he has, he has, okay, because there's a guy I work with, he, it's him and his wife and he has like three daughters. Yeah. And... Eventually, like, when we, and we've, he's talked about this with us and stuff like that. Yeah. His daughters are going to grow up and find boyfriends and this and that. But this dude also, like, he travels a lot. He goes to Wisconsin to see his mom. Yeah. He has a pickup truck. There's time, days before work, like, he'll be at, like, the lake fishing. Yeah. He does a lot of stuff where, like, and, like, his daughters join him at times. And then there's times where he does it with friends or there's times, like, he'll plan stuff. This is a guy that you could tell that like once his daughters are grown and out of the house and everything, yeah, he's going to still be living. He's going to still be going on living like mm. and having a good time and being like like his fun loving self. Yeah. But then there's men that I know that it's like the way they are. It's like once their kids grow up, it's like and they move out or get boyfriends and girlfriends or want to hang out with their friends more than they want to be at home. It's like, what what will they be? Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? Yeah, and I guess that's that's what um that's what I was asking in the sense because like for example, so yeah,
0: but but to clarify before you go on, I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with masculinity. Yeah, I think it, it has more so to do with just happiness.
1: Yeah, and I would say so as well. But the reason I asked was because like things have changed so much, right? For like for example, if you l- look back before we had all this shit, like we're a lot more and. I, we're a lot more developed mm-hmm. right we don't have to fucking go hunt right yeah. or do shit that's so physical and not be home you know what i'm saying like before before all this shit like centuries before all this like men were supposed to not even be home like they're supposed to be out there like providing you see what i'm saying
0: yeah which is crazy that you brought that up because i think to an extent that should still exist. Obviously, I'm not saying that, you know, from from sunrise to sunset, like, we should be out in the fields, you know, doing doing stuff because we live in a different time. Yeah. But I think to some extent... And to some extent, it happens. Like, if you work a job, like, you're kind of doing that. You're going out. You're making money to provide. Yeah. But... It's, it's like the... You're providing... With the with the the mentality of oh well this is it this is whereas back then we had to do that because there was like no other options like you gotta provide for this woman and these children or this child and that's kind of it because it like this it, it takes so long just to do this yeah that like that's like pretty much the 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 end of it that's 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 life but now we don't live like that and there's a lot of stuff for people to get involved in. And like different ways that we, you know, we could stay in communication and keep in touch with people. Yeah. So I think it's healthy, and it just makes life more abundant. Yeah. To have that, not only for the individual, but for their surrounding people, their 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 yeah. wife and their kids to see that, and then like everybody live a more abundant life. And yeah. it, it's it, and it kind of coincides with this um, one thing that I heard this guy say on. Uh, you ever seen the show Shark Tank? Yeah. I don't watch it that often, but like the few times that I've caught it, it's pretty interesting. But on there, there's a guy like he's the he's a like this bald shorter guy. I think they call him Mr. Fantastic. I don't know his name or much about him. But one thing that he says that I find very interesting is they uh, there was this one YouTube video I saw and and then I've seen them ask him this on multiple occasions about husbands and wife Husbands and wives pulling income, like 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 putting all their income together, all their money. Yeah. And he was saying how there's nothing wrong with doing that. And in some cases, you kind of have to, like if the wife doesn't work or she doesn't work much or whatever. Well, yeah, like if she's making like a few hundred dollars here and there. Well, yeah, might as well just throw it in with the rest. Yeah. But now if it's like to the point where they both make like a substantially different incomes, but both incomes are substantial.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How it's important for each to have their own financial identity. Yeah, And he says, he tells his kids that like, it's not bad. You have an account together. And if you need from the account for things that are for the house or for both of you or whatever the case, there's nothing wrong with that, but also still have an individual financial identity. Yeah, And I think that is no different than what I'm saying about men having an identity outside of their families or their girlfriends and their wives is there's nothing wrong with the identity with them there that's not the issue and we're not yeah. even really discussing that what we're discussing is the importance of having an identity outside
1: of that to yeah. make
0: you feel more abundant and the people that you're around feel more abundant
1: in addition to that too is um I feel that we miss we've completely missed something more and more often now that it's you know one of the 21st century and we're so interconnected mm-hmm. by technology is like it is nice to miss people yeah absolutely it's nice to it's it's nice not to be in the picture for a while so then you're missed like mm-hmm. oh hey what's new yeah and and uh there was an article where i think uh who was it i want to say uh he's a three point shooter i can't think of his name not Kyle korver can't think of it, of his name. The name is like on the edge of my tongue, but I can't think of it. And he was saying how he was how, how you're so hooked. Like they're they're in the middle of a basketball game, and like in halftime, they're on their phones
0: mm-hmm.
1: looking at articles or like he'll be he'll be uh he'll be with family, and it's like he's on the phone trying to figure something out. Some some this this and now now if you step out, it's the same problem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Your wife's calling you. Oh, so what are you gonna do? With or you know your kids, it's like too much. There's too much connection going on. Like kind of yeah. like disappear. Which, I'm not saying disappear forever, but you're know, like go. If you're gonna go, like if I'm gonna go to your house, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm at your house. Let's let's hang out, and then when I get back home, then which I'm there. is
0: essentially that kind of ties into that joke that Chris Rock said on Tambourine yeah. about how now everybody is like connected you see everything that everybody's doing whereas like in the days of his parents he's like his dad left in the morning and like one of the kids could have died and he wouldn't have known they died until (laughs) the dad got home that evening obviously that's a little bit of an extreme but it's kind of still coincides with what we're talking about about having an identity like that's a man that clearly had an identity outside of his house. Cause yeah. if you're gone that much time, it's like, all right, well I'm sure he had work friends and you know, stuff like that. So yeah. that's essentially what we're discussing and, and talking about here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a, it's a different dynamic for everybody, but, but I think that, that it is something that, that, that's important. And not only that, like just to, I think you'll feel fuller, that way, I remember when we had like that little thing going when we were bowling. <laughs> I'm saying like we would go ball, like, and it wasn't like we were in a league or anything, but we would do that. Then you know, I got got my podcast. We well, you know we'll do music. I mean, we'll even take trips. You know, like we'll take I'll take trips with my friends. I'll take trips with my girl. Well, you know, it's like it's a, a good combination. So I've I've taken trips with my parents. You know, like mm-hmm. it just it's it's nice to have like a mixed bag. You know. Yep. An abundant life. Yeah.
0: That's our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank you guys again for last month. It's officially October, but last month was the best month of the show ever. Hopefully this month will be the best month of the show ever, and it'll just keep going. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. We're out. Peace. Peace.